Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. We are in September, which means we are doing musicals. So uh, Katie and I, we sat down with my boy D-Pal. It was actually his choice for this musical. And we went with The Greatest Showman. Showman? Showman. Showman, not showman. Okay. Yes. The Greatest Showman. And so if you don't know anything about this, this is a story, a musical about P.T. Barnum. Yeah, the circus guy. So it's the beginnings of him. Of Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. So sans the animal abuse. <laughs> Tried to keep it. <laughs> but uh, no, but it's a pretty cool story because uh, P.T. Barnum was a pretty uh, open-minded person because he used a lot of, I don't know the right word. I fuck, just say freaks. They were quotation mark freaks in society at that point. But they were very talented. And, you know, he came up with really cool stories for him. You know, as a person that was completely covered in hair, he's like, you're a wolf boy and stuff like that. So he was really creative. He had and- to say dog boy because wolf boy was like a real thing and they didn't oh. want to get sued. <laughs> but uh, no, but it's a pretty cool story. Um, so one fun fact I saw, well, there's tons of fun facts, but the coolest one I saw, and I told Katie about this uh, yesterday, was uh, one of... P.T. Barnum's first attractions was he purchased a slave from a plantation in, I want to say, Kentucky. And then he goes, tells the story that this slave was the slave of George Washington, was the nurse of George Washington, and she's 161 years old. And so he had this old black lady, which was like 80 something years old, tell these stories like, I remember George Washington. I was there. And everybody's like, oh, (laughs) that's awesome. And so when she passed away, because she was 80 back in fucking way back in the day, which is really awesome to be 80 back then. Um, Wasn't 40 a fucking miracle? Yeah, man. But after the Civil War, being older than like 50 is awesome. So the fact that she was 80 around the time of P.T. Barnum's stuff in the late 1800s means that she was for real a slave. Oh, definitely. (laughs) And yeah, just like only maybe 20 years removed from slavery she's fucking wild. if that if that yeah so uh after she passed away this doctor wanted to do an autopsy he'd be like well if she's 161 years old i want to like see the inside and so pg barnum's like cool yeah you can do that um but i'm gonna sell tickets to it and so he sold 1500 tickets to see a fucking black dead black person get an autopsy wow. and then they looked inside and they were like this is the body of like a 80 year old person and pt barnum without missing a step goes oh they switched the bodies. She's still <laughs> alive somewhere, you sons of bitches. And so uh, everybody just freaks out. And they're like, what? You know, it's like, she's still alive. Um, Amazing. But yeah, no, P.T. Barnum. Just but, forever in character. Yeah, he's an absolute mess. And actually, that whole show that he, she, he had with the slave actually got him enough money to open up the museum that you see in the beginning of this movie. So I understand why they didn't have... Hugh Jackman, you know, do that. Uh, yeah. Trying to swindle people with an old black lady. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't I'm fine I, with that. Though it would have been a really good song, probably. Yeah, you think? <laughs> I don't think it would be great. Just him, him, and some old black lady just swindling people. Like she's 160. They're like, oh yeah, the old ladies' verses would have been great. Yeah, especially after he was like, she's not really dead, and it's just like ghost her, like in a vision, <laughs> like he's having a memory of her or something. Yeah. She's to the side singing about it. <laughs> It was an absolute mess, but I get what I did. That um, it's funny. One of the biggest, I guess, gripes about it 
And there's some haters out there. There are circus haters. I'm not the biggest fan of the circus. I just don't like people dressed up touching me. That's my thing. But uh, a lot of people. Touch you. Well, I've been touched by clowns. I don't like it. Yeah, um, F clowns. Fuck. Yeah. fuck. yeah, no, fuck clowns, dude. I'm, I'm right there with those. are a problem because that is not allowed here. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't out here safe and shit. Us in Texas get just putting headlocks and shit. Like, I mean, oh, we all know Texas is not safe. <laughs> not at all. Absolutely. Um, David, what was I saying? Uh, you, you don't like your, your circus. You don't circuses. Like the circus. Oh, but uh, a lot of haters were saying that, like, this is like a cool romanticized version of them. Oh, and, for sure. And not the real version, but which, yeah, it's oh, a musical. For sure. Like, some of the best musicals are pretty nice versions of people. Hell, even Hamilton. It's, it's nice, nice, it's version nice of versions of shitty events. Yes. Yeah. They, you got to nicen it up. You got to put a tune to it. Not everything can be in minor. So, uh, yeah. This whole show <laughs> would be just depressing and sad as fuck if it yeah, was absolutely. the real story of what happened, how the beginnings of the circus formed, and how they treated the animals, and yeah, all the different things, and oh yeah, just yeah. But like I said, uh, it's a pretty cool version. I I actually enjoyed this movie. I'm not, like I said, I'm not the biggest circus fan, you know, but it's pretty cool. Uh, tons of famous people in it. Uh, we have Zac Efron, Hugh Jackman, the Wolverine. Uh, Michelle Williams is in this. Rebecca Ferguson. That name is very familiar, but I don't remember where she's from. Oh, it's the the the, the bitch, the nice singy lady. Yeah, she's in something. I've seen her before. Uh, Zendaya is <laughs> in this bad boy. Um, so it's a really funny thing. Katie was Angela like, "Settle." Yes. Uh, Katie was like, "Oh yeah, no duh." But the the people that wrote the songs for this is uh, Benji Pasek and Justin Paul. And she's like, "Well, yeah," uh, because they did tons of musicals like uh was uh dear evan hansen evan hansen i was gonna say ben and then, and that's the dude's name that's the guy's yeah. name good job i'm proud of dear you ben and Platt. he's that's getting a movie that's that whole musical is getting a movie that comes out later this year oh sweet i'm fucking excited it's gonna be good. uh but that show is really good yeah but they're real good at writing music and you can tell so many songs are pretty solid and i don't know it's something about when you write a song for a musical or a musical song it just has a different feel from a real song i i, I can't explain it but I could tell, like, this is a musical song. But there's some really, really, really good songs in this. And then um, they've won awards. Uh, what, This Is Me? Yeah. Won, won a ton of all stuff. All the awards. They uh, won so many awards. Yeah. So this movie's pretty fun. So, so fun fact about, the, about this movie is that it was actually made with the intention of being a movie musical. And what I mean by that is this wasn't a Broadway musical that they took from Broadway and were like, okay, now we're going to adapt it to film. This was completely all by itself a movie musical. Very like same thing like uh, La La Land. Uh, in the last mm. few years, we've seen a handful of straight to film musicals. Um, and it's difficult in some ways and more difficult than producing a regular musical and also easier in some ways because of the things that you have to deal with or that you can do on film that you can't do in a stage play. So this one was made specifically for the movie or for to be a movie. For screen. Yes, for the screen. Um, and I'm sure someday we will get a stage version of this, but it will be very difficult because there's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> Yeah, but if just the backgrounds, it's not going to be as ridiculous, but they could do it. D? Shout out to, uh, what's the name? WD. Yaha, Yaha Abdul Mateen. Yeah. He's in this bitch. 
I was like, where have I seen this guy? <laughs> and I, I know him from uh, the Netflix show, The Get Down. Yes. He's in The Get Down. And I was like, oh, shit. OK, that's him. And now uh, and I looked at his filmography. And I'm like, oh, dude, my man's in Candyman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, so he's doing like, good. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, he, he makes me happy. Yeah. No, nah, shout out to that guy. Yeah. No, you see younger black dudes like doing stuff. I'm like, oh, shit, you were in this? Like, oh, that's awesome. So yeah. I didn't know. I don't know if he's get, he can carry a tune or he's just good at dancing. I don't know. Both. Yeah. They. Yeah. No, he. No, dude. In, in the get down, he's 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 one of the disco. They call him the disco ducks. Yeah. But he was fucking boogieing, dude. I don't, well, everybody I don't, that's in this was has to be able to do both. Like, oh, yeah. that was the, that probably, was the whole but thing. Probably dancing is probably maybe a little bit more important because it's all, you know, you work on the vocals. Yeah. Later you you can do the to. vocals in studio and just. Yeah. But I know dancing is probably a little more important, but yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, if you didn't know, Hugh Jackman, the Wolverine, is actually a very accomplished, like Broadway s- performer. Yeah, he's in a ton of things. Uh, one of the videos I saw was in, oh damn it, what's that cowboyish one? Oklahoma. Yeah, he's like, oh what a beautiful morning, Oklahoma, where But no, uh, Hugh Jackman's amazing, and so it's really cool to see him in this, uh, doing this. It's funny, I saw a. Uh, a quote from this he said this movie was harder to prepare for than logan and mm-hmm. if you've seen logan he said that was probably hands down one of the hardest things he did in his life because he's getting older and he had to get super buff and then scream and run for like just full minutes in that movie well, it's and, different and be dehydrated to be buff yeah because to look muscly you it, have to be dehydrated well and, and it's different um, yeah yeah i mean it's different things you have to feet, well it's different muscles in his body that he's working for Wolverine he has to look a certain way um and you can you know change your diet a little bit to make yourself muscly um and not necessarily be super strong you're just you just look muscly oh yeah um but for Broadway for the stage for this he had to not only look good but he had to look good while singing and dancing and that is the fucking most if you've never tried to do that try like running at full speed for the length of a full musical song like five straight minutes and sing like belt as loud as you can it's fucking difficult yeah there's so many muscles that you just have never used for any other thing that is just it's the most it's not like marching band just constant movement and then you're just breathing out it is like cardio yeah i was gonna say cardio alone yeah, it's a different kind of cardio that you don't experience in any yeah. other art form i i will say i miss march band for just the sheer just it got you in shape so i understand musical and people that are in musicals you are just a different type of in shape because you're just constantly breathing as hard as you can and moving so uh like always we'll get into the story which is a pretty simple story go figure it's a musical so <laughs> um <laughs> you can tell the different acts and it's like oh this is where everything's good oh he's gonna be a piece of shit for a little bit hey he's good again so uh but yeah we'll get moving on a story so this starts out pt barnum has a really sweet ass like dream about the future when he sees himself dancing kind of or he imagines himself yeah kind of (laughs) it's like me seeing myself i'm like i don't know old denzel washington just like dancing in a room like damn i'm gonna be cool when i get older he essentially (laughs) has a dream of being a wonderful entertainer yeah so pt barnum he works with his dad his dad's a tailor for this really rich family called 
the Howlets. <laughs> that's Wolverine's last name. So uh, it's really dumb, <laughs> but I guess that's it's real. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing it's, is what it it's is. It's good. But uh, Barnum, he falls for their daughter, Charity. Really weird name, but it's old timey. And so yeah, she, remember, this is the late 1800s. Yeah. This is a normal name. <laughs> So, so is do... PT. His yeah. name is Phineas. Phineas, Phineas is the old time. Phineas and Charity. What a badass name, names. though. Phineas, bro. Said Otis and Kathleen. Right. That name. <laughs> <you know, laughs> Otis. <laughs> Otis and Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> we do that all the time, Daniel. We'll be like, oh, oh. Phineas. That's a dumbass name, said Otis. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's an old ass name. Y'all, y'all just need to holler at kids now from y'all's porch. <laughs> <laughs> down my point down my, hey, hey. Yep. yeah old man otis yeah. yeah so uh charity she goes to finishing school and her and phineas they write each other and phineas is a living on the streets kind of lovable waif so He's he finds ways. yeah he finds ways to get the letters to her and stuff and they stay in touch and then finally when He's old enough and she's old enough. They marry. And then the dad's like, you're after he makes money. Yes. He goes, he goes to work for the American railroad. Yes. And becomes wealthy ish. Yeah. Becomes he's, normal. Yeah. He's pretty not broke on the street. Well, a shop. Yeah. And then the dad's like, you're poor and you stink. And you're always going to be poor and stink. And, and my someday daughter's... my daughter will yeah. come back to me. And he's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> but they get together and they have two daughters, Caroline and Helen. Those names are really nice and normal. So in New York City, they live a very nice life, a kind of moderately poor life. Well, not rich, but, um, you know, Phineas wants more. And so he has all these dreams and stuff. And he has the kids do little wishes and stuff. Like, well, which, what do you want? He's like, I I just want shoes. I'm like, oh, ballet shoes. Like, we're fucking poor. (laughs) But, you know, as it goes. So Phineas, he loses his job because the company goes bankrupt. All their boats fucking sink in the one boat sank and it, I thought was it was carrying all the things. Okay, I thought it was more than one. I thought they had at least Yeah, I thought they had a fleet. Yeah, oh, maybe and they all went down. Maybe. He's like, well, as it turns out, traveling by boat in before like 1940. Everything everything was made of wood still. Shit dangerous, bro. <laughs> so uh what he does, uh Phineas is very sneaky, and so he uses he gets a bank loan by using the foreign employer's lost ships as collateral. So it's not news to everyone that the ships are gone. So he's like, oh, well, we got these ships. Well, we use that as collateral. And the loan guy's like, yeah, that's a lot of money. Fuck yeah. Here you go. Here's 10,000 bucks. So he's like, sweet. I can open my museum. Which and- is an insane amount of money. Yeah, that's like a couple in- million, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, Back yeah. Then? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely absurd. So he opens up Barnum's American Museum in downtown Manhattan. And so he has all these really cool things that he's found and has a collected over the years. Yeah. Has a lovable like pickpocket as his like right hand man. And I like that guy. Yeah. And he's like, he's like a magician. He's like stealing stuff. I'm like, ah, that's so cute. They're friends. But unfortunately, the ticket sales are slow because, you know, no one. I don't gives a shit about wax figures and stuff like that and stuffed animals and yeah his little but remember the little the little girls were like daddy you need things that are alive yeah yeah man you need some shit that's moving so it's funny the american museum in real life was actually stupid popular Mm -hmm. and it lost money because people stayed too long inside and so he used to put up signs like this way to the egress and people like what the fuck is that oh this must be awesome let's go this way and egress is just another word for exit. And so he just like 
scooted them out really fast. I'm like, oh, I spent a quarter to go in there. We've been bamboozled. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's how he made money. Because go figure, something's awesome. He's like, damn, man, too many people in there. We can't make money when people are just sitting in there. Like, give them the fuck out. So, um, so the kids, just like Daniel said, they said, just like find some alive people, you know, to do stuff and entertain folks. And so he adds performers and he sends out letters and stuff around Manhattan. And he actually goes for the different type of people because go figure, hey, that lady's got a beard, but damn, she's got an amazing voice. But also they were the only people who helped him back when he was poor on the streets. Exactly. So he has a soft spot for him. So he picks up a bearded lady, a dwarf, uh, a very giant man, a dog boy, Mm -hmm. uh, Siamese twins. Yep. Yes. Tattoo Uh, guy. I know. Albino. She's like she plays the part of like an albino witch, but it's just like a woman who was yeah. albino. Uh, there was a horn guy, a guy with horns. Yeah, like, yeah. And then uh, tattoo man and two black trapeze artists, brother and yes. sister act. Yes. So, um, the show is actually amazing. They have all these different things, so it's like you know a fucking variety hour, and that's what people want is entertainment. You know, besides getting sick and dying, that's like, hey, man, Jabriza, that's awesome. You know, and right? they they have animals, but they don't talk about the animals. Yeah, like they're, they're so not. I assume they were. They're not know. a main focus of this story, but they are there. So they eventually, like, as the show, as the movie goes on, they're adding more animals. And yeah, they, like there's elephants that are central to the story, but they don't like really focus on how they got the elephants they're just there yeah they got lions but yeah Yeah. Yeah. and zebras he has a fucking carriage like pulled by (laughs) nah bro honestly those were those like legit zebras or were they painted horses hey they could have been they were legit who knows i wouldn't be surprised i mean putting putting it past old pt he might have just painted a horse be like the amazing zebra yeah holy shit a zebra zebra. who knows (laughs) eventually they were real zebras in his circus that traveled around the united states yeah but I don't know for sure if this early version was real zebras. Yeah, I don't know. Probably pretty hard to get a zebra, but they got lions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, what am I? What do I know? <laughs> so the show it gets all these awesome reviews. People love it. The common folk love it. There's one reviewer that absolutely hated. Uh, James Gordon Bennett fucking hates the show because he's like Salty this weird, stupid, weird people are there and. Uh, the just haters of fucking Manhattan are just like outside like we don't like freaks you get out of here so they're just ready to just swing on people when they leave you know there's always people who don't like things that are different from them so yeah that's what that is a whole amalgamation of just like (laughs) I don't like it supremacy right let's what it is let's burn it i don't like it so um barnum he actually renames it barnum circus because the playwright or the critic actually says it's like a fucking circus he's like i like like that that. word let's fucking go with it circus is great thanks thanks Thanks, bro you (laughs) branded me so he recruits a playwright philip philip carlisle to help generate publicity because he can only do so much and he's really busy doing all these other things and and he doesn't know the fancy folk who carlisle does know because he is Carlisle is rich. He's a rich boy. He's high society. Yeah. So Philip, uh, he instantly falls in love with Anne. Zendaya and Zach Efron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I saw Zendaya, I'm like, you, hello. You know, but it makes sense. So uh, he hides his feelings. And because it's the whole like white person, black person, you know, they're not yet to the mulatto butts 
spot of their lives. So. This is very early. <laughs> you like, this is late 1800s, early 1900s. Like we're right on the cusp right there. So imagine the racism and yeah. horrible. I ain't gonna lie. If I was a white dude back then, Jesus. I'd risk it all. If I saw fucking Zendaya swinging on a rope, I'm like, fuck, I'm about to get beat up or something. Like, I'd be like, she. I, I got to say hi to that. <laughs> Hello. So um, they tour abroad. The the circus goes to England to meet Queen Victoria. I love the dwarfs like was talking shit to the queen and she thought it was like a joke. <laughs> well, and she it, talked shit to the dwarf first. And yeah. He was like, bitch. And then he talked shit back and then she starts laughing. He's like, what? Like he was ready to just swing on the queen. He's like, what? That's, that wasn't a joke, bitch. Why are you laughing? Yeah, so, I, um, I slided you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but everybody I really liked his part in the circus. The yeah. Dwarf. Right as shit, Napoleon, he was yeah. Napoleon. It was fucking sweet. hilarious, yeah, and great. So uh, it's really nice. So they're, they're getting their name out there, and so Barnum, he persuades this Swedish singer, uh, Jenny Lind, to tour America because it'd be a good way to get the name out and plus make tons of money because she's an amazing singer, which is a really cool idea. Unfortunately, that means that he doesn't really give that much of a shit about the circus right now. And this is like the downfall of Barnum. He's trying this to is, get this douchey. is act two. He, he wanted he wanted to legitimize himself as a name in high society is what yeah, it was yeah. by, by be, bringing Miss Lind. Yeah, he wanted to be a fancy boy. And so, yeah, yeah this is act two where P.T. Barnum goes to shit. Yeah. And unfortunately, what happens when you try to be fancy all your down in the dirt friends get left behind and so while he he tells them he's a little too busy trying to like you know help them out he's like hey i'm helping you guys out by helping myself so just give me a second Yeah, if i do this then we all benefit yeah so while that's happening bitch the uh the circus they decide to start swinging on the fucking harassers that are just outside the circus uh this is me it's a really good song uh and they start swinging it's absolutely fucking fun um, fucking brawl dude yeah yeah a fight breaks out <laughs> uh philip and ann they go to theater together so there's some spots that we don't see there's probably a deleted scene somewhere but uh philip and ann they understand that they like each other but then they're a little worried because you know white dude black lady back in the day and so they run into philip's parents and he's well, like held hands before yeah but when they start doing things out into the world it's like i'm a little nervous so yeah. uh philip's his dad is like uh you're out here with the help like canoodling with the help and then she runs off like damn that's fucked up you know um but yeah so she she tells philip that there's it's not going to be possible for them to be together it's like this world's too too shitty mm-hmm. for them to be together which yeah their song is great yeah it's yeah it's sad stuff so Phineas takes uh, Jenny on a tour. And so uh, his wife, Charity, she stays home with the girls and she feels a little um, sad that, you know, her husband isn't there. She understands that he's trying to make money and be a bigger person. She gets it, but he'd still be sad. So we learn that the singer Jenny wants to get with Phineas. And so she actually hits on him a couple of times and wants to kiss him. And he's like, what you doing, girl? Like, nah, nah, girl. I, I got a girl. Right. I, I have a wife. Right. He's like, bitch, I'm married. What I'm, you doing? I'm perfectly happy. You need to back the fuck up. Yeah, she's like, I thought you were in love with me. He's like, I'm in love with money. What you talking about? <laughs> and That's so, the most accurate. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like this money. What you, 
quit. Said, bitch. So no. uh, Jenny, she threatens to quit. And he's like, okay, I guess. I mean, we, I ain't kissing you. And so uh, at one of her last shows, she actually surprises him with a kiss and someone takes a picture. And then she says like, well, we're done. So I just wanted to say goodbye by kissing you in front of everybody. And so he's like, whatever. You ruined me, you bitch. Right. He hops up, he hops on a train and makes it home as quick as he can. Cause he done, it's, it's over. It's almost like the Reynolds pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> And so he makes it home to find that the circus is fucking on fire. So, like I said earlier, the circus folk uh, had themselves a talk with the country bumpkins. And then uh, they were just like, fuck this, man. Let's start swinging. And so Philip's there. He's swinging. Everybody's going for it. Beard ladies out here just wrecking folks. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, But unfortunately, one of the douchebags like throws like a lantern just at anything inside of a fucking circus and catch on fire yeah at a pile of hay that was used for the animals yeah and the place instantly just goes up in the flames and so oh no the circus on fire so phineas gets there right as the place is just 98 percent on fire and philip runs back in because he thinks ann is still in there and he's like i love her so he runs in and then ann comes out from around the corner like what the fuck where's philip yeah and so uh phineas actually runs back in and grabs him and brings him out and and philip's pretty fucked up and so he goes Smoke to the hospital well, and yeah, so phineas is like damn like the circus is destroyed this really sucks and so the critic from earlier the next day as phineas is just sitting in the ashes just being sad he tells him like hey they found the guys that burnt down the circus so you got some justice there but hey you're kind of ruined and that picture of that chick kissing you is just out in the world and he's like oh shit runs home and his wife's like yeah you you fucking up bruh so i'ma leave and he's like but this is your home and it's like well um they foreclosed on it because he he put up the tour that he did with jenny as collateral and saying like hey we'll make money after like the 40th show and we'll be good we'll be all right so now he has no home, really, no circus, and no wife. She goes back to her parents. So it took like, I don't know, 15 years maybe. <laughs> but the dad was right, and the daughter came back. So, you know, uh, it's it's very sad. But like I said, this is the part of the musical where, you know, things had to get better. And so he goes to a local bar, and he's getting drunk in uh, the circus. They make it there. And so they say, even though they're disappointed in him and, mad and sad like we're still family and we're not we can't just dump you because you were acting like a douchebag it's like you're our douchebag and so he's where's like, vin diesel it's all about from it. now on right yeah <laughs> yeah they are family <laughs> and so yes from now on it's a really good song uh Kay, really good Kay was telling me that um it somebody gets, on tiktok so um one of the cast members one of the background dancers um that's not really shown like as a big major part in the movie but he is he like blew up on tiktok because he used to he does um duets of the dance scene from from now on with other people on tiktok and it's just like a whole thing and anytime anyone does a video basically of them doing the dance from that song he will duet it and do it with either himself or he'll get other members from the cast to join in with it it's really fucking cool. oh cool yeah yeah, so uh, cool. Phineas, he decides to build a new show and, and they talk about it and they're like, hey man, that's a lot of money to find like property. Like, where are you going to do it? He's like, 
you know, it'd be easier if we just did like a fucking tent. And so while that's happening, we have Philip in the hospital and Anne is there. And Anne's like, well, I really actually care about you. And I was really scared when I thought you were dead. And they start making out. And it's funny. Everybody else in the hospital is like, oh, my Lord. Because it's like a white dude and a black lady kissing. Uh, I thought yeah, that, that, really- that dude in the suit tripped me out. There was a guy walking towards him in a suit that fucking just kind of like perks up and like I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right? Everybody's you're like, oh, you're in shock. <laughs> so uh, Phineas and Charity they get back together and he apologizes and he just talks about how he just wants to be better because you know he grew up as a dirty old bum and so he just wants to be better, you know, and just want to sock him, <laughs> right? So uh, everything's working out and so. Philip, he reminds Phineas that, hey, I know you're like out of money, but you remember when I asked for like a cut of all the profits? Yeah, I actually did that. So I have this like chunk of money. And yeah, I took my cut and then I hid it. Yeah. <laughs> I put it in the bank like a smart fucking person. I don't trust you. I told Katie it'd be funny if, if he was like, hey, so I've just been embezzling money from this like whole situation for a while. So like, I mean, you, you lost like maybe 20% of it because I was stealing so much money. So. Hey, let's make another circus. They're like, yay. So they build a new circus and they actually use a tent and they go out to the docks. Like they go out to like the outskirts, which is very cheap rent, which makes a lot of sense. And so it's an open air situation, just like how it is now, which is way easier to do a circus instead of being in a giant building. Just just get a really big tent. So and that's how it goes now. Um, but it goes great. Everyone's singing and dancing and then clapping and stuff. And so he actually hands over the day-to-day business to Philip and he hands him his sweet ass top hat. And Philip's like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know, hang out with a family and jump on this fucking elephant <laughs> and say hi to him. He's like, okay. And so he makes out with Anne and then Phineas hops on the elephant, like I said, and he makes it to the ballet recital that his daughters are at. And I don't understand because that elephant's probably going to die in the cold, but you know they don't care it's musical and then it ends so it's really it's really fun like i said the story simple story you know at some point he's got to turn to a douchebag the main character musicals always have to turn to a douchebag at some point then they're like dang i was a douchebag i'm sorry y'all and then everything gets better uh it's weird that there wasn't really a bad guy i guess the bad guy of this musical was just money or his high society yeah, society, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it was weird that society didn't get like get killed. But <laughs> usually musicals, the bad guy gets they actually no take it back. A lot of musicals, the bad guy does not get their comeuppance. I've seen tons of them that they don't because it's real life ish. So um we're gonna add something to this. So usually we do favorite character, least favorite character. So we're gonna start this bad boy in uh I think I told you earlier, Daniel, and I think Greg, he's here-ish. So we're gonna do which song was your absolute favorite i don't know if we'll do least favorite we'll just do favorite we'll see how it goes so katie what was your favorite song in the greatest showman oh that's really hard um so i have a soft spot for the song a million dreams because one of the kids that i watch he loves to sing like that's his he he's just really good at it Um, for being so young and he will watch a song over and over and over again on YouTube until he has all the (laughs) words memorized and he can sing it and he has really great pitch recognition so he is actually a very talented singer Um, 
And last year when he was five, he sung a million dreams for his school talent show. And he crushed it. And I had to listen to that song like 80 bajillion times. So I know all the words, of course. Um, And the kid who sings it in the movie, uh, Ziff Zeifman is fucking fantastic. And yeah, it's really, really good. And, you know, attachment because of that kid, because the kid I watch loves it. But all the songs are great. Yeah. Uh, Daniel. Uh, yeah, it was kind of hard. It, it was hard to pick a favorite song. Uh, some of them tugged at my heartstring, at my heart, my cold, dead heart. <laughs> you know, since I'm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but uh, the song Come Alive, man. That's a good ass song. It, it is a badass song. It, it's got a little funk groove to it. And I was, I was, I was grooving with it, man. I was like, OK, OK. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then the dancing no like the dancing the dancing sold it big time i was like oh shit, oh, shit. break it down now break yeah. it down now because the world yeah like you could i could see earth wind and fire singing that that's a good ass song i could see earth wind and fire singing that bad boy yep oh yeah oh i was like man i can hear that trumpet but it'd be great yeah it's fucking good so uh like daniel said like all these songs are pretty solid and that that's the benefit of a musical that's modern because you can tell something's old like if you listen to like wicked it's an older musical so the music just kind of sounds older disagree yeah you over there so (laughs) but you're gonna go talk about fucking old musicals let's talk about some west side story bullshit or some oklahoma bullshit or seven brides and seven brothers bullshit don't give me this wicked it's old shit well wicked has this like Okay, it has a feel, and maybe they were going for a certain <laughs> feel in it. But uh, in this movie, I actually like the other side. So the song where Zach Efron's like, "Nah, man, I'm not joining a circus. I'm not working this." He's like, "Bro, it's, it's awesome." Oh, where they're getting all drunk? Yeah, yeah they're where, like where they're going like five hundred shot for shot? Yeah. yeah, they should have died in that song. Yes, but, they should have. Uh, yeah, that that bartender made like a thousand bucks that night. But uh right. he's the best part of that whole song too. Like if you watch that rewatch that scene, go back and just watch the bartender. Oh yeah. And all the things he's doing to make sure that his bar doesn't get fucked up and they don't like break glasses and spill drinks and shit. He's just like constantly cleaning up after them as they're like dancing and singing. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Doing work in the background. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good song. I, I really enjoyed it. It made me smile. So uh that's another point of musicals and stuff that I really like. It's just like you have to convince somebody to do something really stupid. And they're like, bro, I don't want to do it. He's like, come on. And and here's a song about it. Damn it. You know, and they're like, God damn it. And then they do it. You fucking convinced me, you drunk bitch. And then when it failed, he's like, I told you. And so, you know, I fucking told you. It's always a moment. But uh, no, it's a really good song. But honestly, a lot of these songs are good. Hey, Greg, are you there? Um, Here, yeah. Do you have a favorite song? I'm just here to listen to y'all, to be honest. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I have not. I told you why I wouldn't give this musical a chance. I'm just here to listen. <laughs> hey, but what's the song that you kept hearing from, like, that school? What was, which one was okay, it? Uh, the, 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 I, get, I, get, I assume it's the opening one, the This is the Greatest Show one or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the Greatest Show, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yo. Well, while I had y'all on, well, I had myself on mute. I was telling my wife, reminding my wife about it. I just, oh God, oh, <laughs> just 
just negative association. Therefore, I can't bring myself to watch it. But I, even even without negatively associating it with that with that workplace, I don't like that song. I just don't. I love yeah. it. That thing makes me want to like get ready to go play like some football or something. Just that. Yeah, it really is a hype song. <laughs> hey, for man. Sure. But Greg heard it like every goddamn day sound that's, like. So that's he was, yeah, like, he I heard could, it every could, day. Uh, yeah. Just fucking annoyed. <laughs> and in a place I just hated to be at with people I didn't want to be around and they oh, loved yeah. it. So yeah, that ruined anything. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'll ever watch this. I don't know. Yeah, you just see Greg's eyes just roll up to the back of his head when the song starts. Yeah. <laughs> <Here, come here. laughs> ah! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, spare me, Christ! Oh, Greg out there looking for poison to drink. He's like, mm, white out. That kill me. <laughs> just out there drinking it. I'll take it out. Okay, so Katie, what was your favorite character in The Greatest Showman? Uh, my favorite character was Ann Wheeler, played by Zendaya. She yeah. she was fantastic in this movie. Um, the main two characters, P.T. Barnum and um, Philip Carlyle, Zac Efron's character, they both have these, well, P.T. Barnum for sure, like has a huge, like a whole act where he's just trash and he has to grow out of being that trash. And then uh, Philip Carlyle, kind of is trash at the beginning then gets better then kind of reneges on the fact that he was getting better and is like oh i can't be seen with this black girl for a minute and then changes back to like <laughs> fuck it i love her i don't care um so both of them are kind of out as my favorite character but zandaya was true to herself the whole fucking time she's like yeah i'm here and i'm black like bitch what you gonna do and she went to the theater with him you know like she was just fuck it let's go and she was great and she did all that trapeze work herself not the like she did a lot of the um aerial work herself she didn't actually jump like from trampoline they wouldn't let her do that Hell from trapeze nah. to trapeze but but all the stuff where like all the close-ups of her like rewrite the stars trapeze, was that her singing is her like her and rewrite the stars that was her right yes her swinging on the trapeze and her going Damn. up in the hula hoop thing that's all her Respect. but they wouldn't let her do the jumps like between the two when the two trapeze artists oh, like no nah, dude zendaya like yeah. you can't risk if i was that. an insurance person like get the fuck down yeah, doing it. yeah. even yeah. though it's all safe and they've got nets and stuff they was just nope. like nope you too important but you all the millions. all the close-ups of her like swinging on a trapeze that's actually her and she's just a fucking badass for doing respect yeah hell yeah dude mad respect uh daniel um it's kind of hard well it's it's kind of easy because it's me this is just me doing it with you guys i have my pick and i can pick more than one yeah uh but Otis, I don't know if you if you're gonna pick anyone, but I'm gonna go with the unique individuals. Ooh, I like that. The nice. whole the whole collective group, you know, from from Letty, the bearded lady. Like she, like once once PT got her out of that shell, yeah. she really fucking opened up, and I was like, "Yo, this girl is fucking rocking this shit." Yeah. Uh, and with all of them, you know, little Napoleon, you know, he when when PT first went to him and said, "Hey, I, I want I want to use you," and he's like, "Nah, he's want to laugh at me, bro." Door, yeah. and then and then PT's like, "Nah, nah, nah." They will respect you, and then that's when, and then just his little wit, he, he was witty as shit. Yeah, little, little witty little dude. And when you tiny like that, you got to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> 
and yeah, just all of them, and just like everybody, man, you know. Uh, they they all were tough as shit, you know, and uh, they said in that song, uh, or the uh, this is us or whatever, or uh, this is me, this is me, yeah, they they said it, and they're like, hey, we we've been through this shit forever, so we. That song won a Grammy. This ain't nothing new for us, so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the unique individuals, man, uh, Otis. So uh, it's funny you said that because I was looking through the list of the unique individuals. I was like, one of these is going to be my shit. Uh, but yeah, if it, it ain't Letty, I'm going to go with something else. I'm going to say actually Phineas first in a half act Phineas. So right before he starts getting douchebaggy, uh, he's one of the most charismatic people you'll see ever recruit people because you have to be your character like Charisma's charisma charisma has to be over fucking 10 points to just talk to a fucking person with hair all over their body and just work out something that they'll be like yeah i'll, I'll stand in front of people and do this and that uh the bearded lady she has a fucking beard and he's just like no you're people, beautiful people like- hear your voice this it, they won't even care they won't even care what's on your yeah like so it's just he is so charismatic and like uh in other movies like um fucking oceans 11 like uh danny ocean that motherfucker can talk to anybody and make you do the dumbest shit because he just he's so charismatic so um it's always cool in a movie or musical that that one person can just smile and be like oh this is gonna be awesome they're like wait are we are we just going to be in this exploding house? It's going to be mm-hmm. great. Don't even worry about it. I'm like, but it's exploding. Don't, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> but uh, no, it just first act and a half, PT. And the end. He was good at the he end. He got better at the end. Yes, I will say that. Because boy, uh, happy. That like, that chunk past the halfway point. Second act, yeah. Boy, it was a douchebag. But uh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't really like him in the end there. Because he got all, it's all me. What am yeah. I gonna do? Yeah, but that's him changing. He could he wasn't the beginning him. It's like he was like this weird amalgamation. But yeah, uh, but no, it's yeah, like the supporting actors, like that's if you know me, I love a good villain and I love a good supporting character. The main character is gonna be there, so you have to like him or hate him either way. But all the people in the back, if they can make me smile, you got me sold on whatever I'm watching. So Katie, who was your least favorite character? Which I think is going to be everybody's least favorite character. Jenny Lind, the Swedish Nightingale. Oh! Trash. Jezebel. Trash. Yeah. She was trash. Um, I. That's it. I, I can't even say anything. Like, she was an okay singer, I guess. Um, but... 1800s, Katie. She was it. <laughs> except she's supposed to be an opera singer and the song that they wrote for her is a pop ballad like not anything like opera it's uh, it's america i think that's just the mm. problem with the musical <laughs> they just didn't want to write an opera song yeah I, <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have been that hard they could have taken literally the song that they wrote for her and put it in italian and it would have been sounded like a fucking opera true. song. That's Americans true. don't want to hear Italian. Yeah. They want to like hear. Listen, watch this musical, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Great came out the darkness. <laughs> I don't like this. Oh man! But even if, but even in English, they could have written an, a more operatic song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, was, I this, this, I that's it. my. 
least favorite song. No one's poppy. No song. one's asking, but it that's my least favorite song only because of the style that they chose to put it in, because they should have changed it to be more operatic because she's supposed to be an opera singer. Like I know that the musical as a whole is a like a pop musical, but that singular song should have been more operatic because oh, that's her fucking character. Yeah. And she was trash. She's literally the Mariah Reynolds of this fucking movie. Yeah. She go fuck herself. Jezebel. Um, Homewrecker. Daniel. Uh my least favorite character was PT's father-in-law. Oh, bro. He that gets dude was a fucking dick. Fuck that guy. Bro, he got lit up. <laughs> from from the beginning when he fucking popped little PT for looking at his daughter. Yep. Mr. Hallett. Yeah, I'd Mr. Hallett. That I'd dude beat his eat. ass. Oh man. That dude can suck and eat all the dicks in the world of 1800. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh yeah, just from him slapping him as little dude and saying, You ain't gonna be shit. Don't ever look at my daughter. Uh and yeah. then having the gall to walk up after the uh the Lind performance and saying, You still gonna you still ain't shit. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> yeah, he walked up in there and said, You still ain't shit. And walk, bro. Like, come on, man. That bro was so salty. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, if I was PT, I would have been like, "Nah, nah, we we going outside. We gonna handle this like, yeah, like gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go to the back. I got to talk to you real quick." <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, when he didn't want to tell her where she was, like when PT went to go find, uh, was it Destiny? Is that was her name. Is? Charity. Charity. When he go went to go find Charity, it was. It took the little girl saying she's at the beach because. Old man curmudgeon was just like, I told you she'd be back. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, man. I so, 100% day. So I swing on that, fuck that. So fuck that guy. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, uh, honorable mention, just fucking racism and classism in this. He's like, oh, yep. you're a yeah. dirty old bum. So you ain't shit. Like, bro, I'll swing on you with these dirty little hands of mine. Yeah. Uh, and just racism. He's like, oh, that black chick, she can't be like you know just a good person because she's not a person she's three she's the help you know it's like fuck you bro but um but obviously jenny jenny's crap because it's like hey man let's do this tour together let's make some money i'm married so i ain't gonna mess with you so let's just do this tour man i really want you Phineas. bitch back up i told you i'm married she's like but i love you he's like i don't give a shit i'm trying to make some money out here she's like whatever i'm gonna kiss you in front of everybody and take a picture i'm like you bitch (laughs) But you know, Jezebel. Like I said, he's charismatic, so I understand why people be like, "I want, I want to get in your pants, sir." I'm like, "Well, I don't." So I'm trying to make money. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying crap. to do. I'm just trying to do me right. I'm just trying to be a good father and <laughs> provide money to my family. <laughs> why are you showing you me my <laughs> me your boobies? Stop. Yeah, get them out of here. No, right, quit. <laughs> But no, it's but that's how it works. When you do old stories, go figure. There's gonna be a racist there, and there's gonna be some rich, pinky out person that needs to get hit in the throat. So that's kind of par for the course, honestly. Yep. So yeah. uh, let's do seven word synopsis. So I got two of them. Uh, Wolverine uses talented freaks to get rich, and then <laughs> my second one is a fourteen word synopsis because I just couldn't make it work. So. If my dad said no to Zendaya, I'd punch him in his bigoted face. 
like, what? Well, she's black. I'm like, bro, I'll hit you in the fucking face in front of my mom. Don't doing that shit. She hot. What are you talking about? She black. Look at her, man. Oh. <laughs> you should be happy. I'm with somebody. I beat you up. Oh, I'd be there, right? A year ago, you asked me why wasn't I married yet? Right? You're trying to have kids, right? Look at her. She's beautiful. <laughs> She's black. You say it again. I'm going to hit you in the face. She's black. <laughs> Before you can even get the word out. Oh, she's both. Oh. Oh. Fall down the stairs. He's oh. old. Yeah, no right? <laughs> uh, Katie. Jenny Lind is an opera singing homewrecker. Uh, Katie, please note, Katie did quotation marks when she said <laughs> opera singing. It was an opera, and it's upsetting. <laughs> I don't even like opera, but don't fucking call your shit opera if you ain't singing opera. Okay. Uh, stories moral. Don't let money change you. Yeah. Get a lot of it, but just stay cool. Stay still act like a poor person. I yeah. Guess. All right. And then my last one, Carlisle chose love, friendship over social standing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Go team Zach Efron. Yeah, just like in hairspray, man. Woo! You choose love. It's like you gotta do a lot of shit, but Zach Efron you gotta get hairspray one. could get it. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm an Efron guy. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah he's pretty cute. He's fine. Daniel. The, the, the baby blues. Yep. I got I got three. Uh they're they're about eight, except for my last one. Uh Barnum took Bennett Salt and made a circus. Yeah. Yep. Uh PT could sell lube to a nun. Yep. And PT kept it real. In the beginning, with the with the uh, unique individuals, yes, I yeah. like that shit. But when he had them, he was like, oh, "Okay, I can act like this yeah, yeah. now." Y'all, y'all, I, y'all I, in the crew now. I like that shit. Yeah, like I said, that that's probably the best part of him is just like he's so nice and smiley. So, okay, so this film came out December twentieth. I didn't know it was a Christmas film. Uh, you know, I personally do not like films that come out around christmas you get the folks after christmas that go and watch and then you get the people like me and like my mom and family where we just stayed at home and ate and watched scary movies but Mm -hmm. go figure but december 20th 2017 uh katie what do you think the budget for this film was 100 million dollars that's reasonable had a lot of people in it well and it was a huge production an elephant's musical yeah makes sense uh, CGI elephants, bro. Yeah, CGI. Yeah. Those aren't oh, real yeah. elephants. Elephant will walk on somebody so easy. Uh, Daniel. <laughs> Which makes me think about the lions. <laughs> right? Um, I'll go ahead and say about 115 million. 150. No, so it's funny. It's funny up. Uh, but actually, the budget, it was $84 million. That's crazy that they, they were able to produce this with that much money. They kept it pretty tight, which, you know, for something like this, yeah, I've, 100 sounds reasonable. But yeah. uh, I don't know where they skimped or kept it cheap. I have no idea where. CGI animals instead of real animals. You think it'd be more money for having a real animal? Yes. Hmm. Because of the insurance liability of having uh, actual animals over yeah, real you're right, actors. You're right. um, and then the fact that you have to be paying the the handlers, the handlers all the time and you have to deal with you know food food, food, food animals. and animal rights activists Storage because using animals in that way is those type of animals large animals like that is frowned upon 
here and can be a major problem. Oh, you're so, right. Because them lines probably get in the zip zaps if they don't do the trick right. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> they don't do that anymore here in the States. It's not allowed. <laughs> um, but particularly, okay, so elephants actually, in regard to the circus, were banned in the United States a few years ago, just like a handful of years ago. So we're, they're not allowed to use, that's why the Barnum and Bailey circus has pretty much just like fell off the face of the earth in yeah. the last couple of years because they are not allowed to use elephants anymore. And if you've ever been to the circus, if you're roughly our age in your thirties and you went to the circus when you were a kid, um, I remember very distinctly as a kid watching, going early with my grandpa to go watch the elephants help put up the tent, which is really fucking cool. It's yeah. straight out of Dumbo. Like that is some legit shit that they did at the circus. Um, but yeah, you know, America figured out that, hey, that's basically animal abuse. So cut I that shit a, out. So elephants aren't allowed to be used in that way anymore and you won't really see a real elephant in movies like that because you can't use elephants like that in movies <laughs> what do you mean i can't beat an elephant to make it do stuff really yo <laughs> asshole yeah <laughs> oh man yeah I, I was bougie and didn't get to see the whole tent we were i saw my my circuses and arenas oh well you live in a place where there are arenas so that's yeah, fair i was gonna say i saw i think ring brother it was I don't know what stadium it was. Yeah, it was. A, we were in a stadium and saw it. I went to the the black one, the Universal Circus, and that was in the tent. That yeah. was fun. So we had when Barnum and Bailey came, they came to the Sound Arena here, which is like a big venue, I guess, big arena type area. But then I remember another circus coming when I was a kid that we went to. They used to come like every year. And they would set up in this big open field area and they would set up one of those big ass tents. Yeah. It was fucking cool. Oh, yeah. So uh, what do you guys think the box office for the greatest showman showman was, Katie? $450 million. Because I know this movie did fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Deepo. 450 is pretty solid, but I think I'm going to go a little under that. I'll go, uh, I'll go 395 just 395 not bad not bad random number so deep uh learning from his past mistakes of going over katie he reined it in which worked out for him so the budget the box office was 435 million dollars so katie had the right idea this is a little too high <laughs> so fucking close. <laughs> uh but yeah this movie did great but go yeah. figure it it had the right people uh the the fucking background the scenery of it is it's easy it, yeah. it, it's easy to make money on something like it, it was a circus story like why would i not yeah. want to go see that with my kids well and when this came out it, it like it exploded everyone was talking about it um it was all anyone could fucking talk about for like six months at least yeah and then the song um this is me ended up on the radio like was a norm like went got huge and was all over the radio all the time they did what hamilton did and released a um essentially a mixtape where they had uh like pop artists and famous artists cover the songs from the soundtrack um and that did fucking great like this shit blew up and it was everywhere so it makes sense that it would have made this much money yeah uh, yeah people love it like 
like I said, the biggest gripe quotation mark was just, you know, the story and apparently the real life story is a little more intriguing. Like I brought up the whole story about the slavery, the, the, the slave that he had and that cool story he was saying, like, she's 161 years old. Like they were saying, like, they left out stuff that would have been really cool to see. But like I said, having a slave in a movie is kind of, uh, kind of Darcy. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I liked it. It, it made me smile. It's, uh, it's a quick musical. It's an hour and 45 minutes, which we think like, oh, that's going to, drag but honestly a typical horror movie is an hour and a half it's and, uh, an hour 45 is really fast for a musical yeah. most musicals are over two hours if not closer to like when you see a musical live it's two acts yeah when you see a musical live it's tip it typically runs three hours um with like a it has like a 15 minute intermission in the middle yeah. but it runs about three hours 245 three hours um and then when it translates onto screen they're able to kind of cut things and there's not as much um downtime trying to like shift because you have to shift a lot of like set pieces and stuff some of the lines get taken away yeah you don't don't have to worry about that when you shift it to um film so it cuts down a little bit of time but a lot of movie musicals are between two and two and a half hours so it's impressive that this one was only an hour 45 yeah and there was also no real lull like there was no like big just talking parts you know where yeah. yeah, where you never felt like the drag, like the movie was going to start dragging at any point. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. I think newer musical ideas, people are starting to realize, like this might could be a movie, or some of the ideas, like there are musicals out there. Fucking Hamilton. Hamilton's what two and something, two and yeah, a half. It's two and a half. But it's long. I tell you, that bitch moves. It does for being a, two hours and a half. I've never seen a musical move so goddamn quick like it does. Um, but a lot of newer musicals, they're, they're kind of working with that because it's like, no, nah, man, we got a story. We got to get moving. I have all these songs I want to hear. I want you to guys play this. So let's just crack a lack it out. So um, I liked it. It's quick. You know, um, I've seen some really good musicals with Katie and it's like it's almost three hours. I'm like, oh, man, we've been here for a while, but I'm enjoying myself. But I'm like, we've been here for a while. Um, but no, it's, it's very enjoyable. The length of it. Just right. I had a great time with it. So. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about The Greatest Showman. Uh, you got anything? Y'all? Mm, this is a really great showcasing for Zac Efron um, and his voice. Yeah. There are... So he gained popularity initially from High School Musical. And fun fact, if you didn't know... Get your head in the game. He did not sing at <laughs> all for High School Musical 1. Um, all of his singing parts are actually someone else. Was it a black kid? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know who his singer was for was. High School Musical 1, but he did not sing any of the stuff for that movie, um, partly because he wasn't confident enough in his singing and mostly because Disney was not confident enough in his singing. Well, no shit. His um, voice probably just started started breaking. Uh-huh. Well, it was, he was finished breaking at that point, but yes. Um, the and came. then... Because of its insane success, when it came back for the second one, he was like, okay, but I want to be the singer on it. And he ended up singing his songs in High School Musical 2 and 3. But because it's High School Musical, you know, a lot of it is altered. Like, not just his parts, everybody's fucking parts. It's altered uh, a bit because it's High School Musical. Um, And then he went and did Hairspray. (laughs) 
where he does sing in Hairspray and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, he did good. Um, and then he does no singing for a solid like 10 years of his career and then came back to do Greatest Showman and jump back into musical singing. Um, and it's just fantastic. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to go to Broadway because I don't think anybody would say no to him. Yeah. And then just his name would drag so many people in Yeah. for something. Because there's a lot of famous people that are like, I enjoy singing. I love musicals. Can I be in this? I'm like, fuck yeah, you can. Yeah. Like, like fucking Dexter. Well, Dexter from Dexter. Uh, he was in Hedwig and an Angry Itch. And they were like, we're not going to say no to you. He's oh, a Michael good C. Singer. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to say no. Fucking Neil Patrick Harris. He did it. Like, no one's going to say no to these famous people. So I'm surprised there isn't a musical out there that hasn't caught his eye. And he's like, I want to do that. Yeah. Well, yes, he could easily play his roles from Hairspray. Or Greatest Showman when it eventually gets a stage play. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just not, there's not a lot of roles made for his, where he's at right now. Because he's in his mid-30s. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the roles where it's like super buff guy or like hot guy does this do thing. Things. It's like, that's about teenagers. And like, yeah. I mean, he could play a teenager, but he could. he's 35. Yeah, he, he doesn't look like a teenager anymore. I mean, Benjamin, what, Pratt? Platt? Platt. He's out here playing a high schooler, but he he's young, only so. 28, I think. He's only 28. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he's only 42. He could do it. No, oh, he's, yeah, a, no, he's, he's a grown old. man, but his... He looks young. Yeah. Yes, but that specific situation is a whole nother can of worms that I could talk about for hours, but it's mostly yeah. because he originated the role. <laughs> but it's also a really good showing of Zendaya's musical prowess because if unless you were super into the Disney Channel in like 2012, yeah. you haven't probably haven't gotten a chance to hear her sing, no. except for this movie. It's pretty fucking great. Yeah, she did great. I was busy at dollar twenty five well nights at caves. <laughs> I love Zendaya, so I was just happy to see her. Yeah. So okay. So, uh, great movie. Watch it. It's really fun. Yeah, please do. So, if you have any questions or you want to tweet us about something, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Well, yeah, Facebook at Allentown Presents. So, hey. um, we are Otis. Yes, sir. I don't, I actually didn't know you had a YouTube channel. Yeah, not enough episodes. I tried to link it and pop it over. So, there's a few episodes there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, soon enough. I'm going to actually, I want to do some live episodes and we'll put it on there and stuff. So right soon on. enough. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, there's a Allentown YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. Cause we're almost to three years, season three of Allentown presents. So uh, that, thank you for the segue, Daniel. Three but days. in about three weeks, we will be in October, which means Ooh. it'll be a third annual Halloween screamathon. So I've come up with the set list. Some really good scary movies. I forgot about that werewolf one, Greg. So I put it in the list. The werewolves within. I forgot about that one, but it's in now. I didn't bring that up. No, I forgot. Yeah, you did. You told me about the werewolf one. <laughs> I did. Yeah, you did. I, I don't got, even know what you're referring to right now. Yeah, because it's got the AT and T chick in it. Okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, she looks great. Um, but no, you you brought up a couple because I know you want to watch. There was a what a BT one Karen. I mean, yeah. you brought that up. I watch that. Please, God, yes. <laughs> what? 
What is this Karen? It's exactly what it sounds like, Daniel. And it's BET, so she evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we, we've come up with a set list. Uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. So we'll get that. And uh, I'm going to have guests. Uh, Guido's going to be on here showing off some ridiculous scary movies. I think he picked the one he's going to do, and I think it's going to be really good. Uh, but no, uh, we got our set list, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're going to do a few more musicals. This month's probably going to be a little bit lighter because we're just mentally preparing ourselves for 31 scary movies. So, um, but no, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back very soon with another musical. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Bye.